as I've mentioned, big big Love Island fan over here. Prefer oh. UK to US, but uh, okay. the new season of, of US started tonight. And <laughs> this is what we're starting the show. <laughs> well, it's, it's relevant okay. to the song this week. Okay. This guy is like talking about one of the girls he just Oi, met. Oi, I picked a flower and <laughs> no, I named it. This is this is the US now. Uh. <laughs> There's one British girl on there though. And he goes, she definitely deserves a flower. I'm going to go see what I can do. I might grow one for her. Girl, you deserve some photosynthesis in your life. And I'm like, what, what does that mean? That's like the worst pickup line. Well, photosynthesis is the process. By yes, which I know what photosynthesis is. <laughs> I'm just like, what is this terrible pickup line? Hey, girl, I'm smart. I know words like photosynthesis. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Hello. Welcome <laughs> back to the Love Island. Oh, oh Let me like, tell you, went, did, Peacock did not do some great casting this year. Is the British one still going right now as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah. Because you've been watching the British one. Yeah. And now you're going to be watching them both side by side. Right. I watched the British one in the morning <laughs> when... <laughs> Well, time zones. So I watch the British one usually in the, in the morning, like right after I get up while I'm sort of getting ready and everything. And then mm-hmm. I'll be able to watch the US one live. It's on Peacock instead of uh, CBS and uh, uh, what's their thing? Paramount Plus this year. Right. Yeah, they licensed it out to... Uh, peacock i don't i don't know how how if it's gonna fare very well over there or not but all right well i don't know i heard you in the next room and you were like this looks so cheap (laughs) yeah it's yeah the u.s just has had some some trouble getting its footing i think and yeah well that's true of the u.s overall If anything, Love Island U.S. is a microcosm of America as a whole. Exactly. Oh my gosh, the same guy was like, he was like in the same little, they're like, they're called, it's called the Beach Hut where they do their little like confessional thing. And he's like, I'm like Christopher Columbus. He's like, I want to discover some new worlds or something. And I was like, whoa, this guy. I'm like Christopher Columbus. I want to direct a couple Home Alone and Harry Potter movies. <laughs> exactly. I want to direct the worst Harry Potter movies. <laughs> well, we don't have any voicemails this week. But what we do have in terms of like top of the show Reliant K related business Ooh. is this Facebook thing that occurred where someone on the I Hate Five Iron Frenzy Facebook group, which, you know, is an ironic name because it's Five Iron Frenzy's official Facebook group. Right. Somebody posted a screen cap of, and I didn't even see this, and I didn't comment or like it. I'm like, yes, this is true. (laughs) So this person named Jeannie on the I Hate Facebook, on the I Hate Five Iron (laughs) Frenzy Facebook group, Posted this picture of a tweet from Teleti Witchery. Their display name at the time was the Tolkien Queer Friend. And their tweet, 
from uh, July. Wait, like the 14th. token queer friend or the Tolkien? Tolkien. Okay. Tolkien. Cool. 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 Teal. Oh, tea light witchery. <laughs> tea light witchery. Okay. All right. That's the. I don't know about this witchcraft business. This right. is going back to Harry Potter, but okay. Right. So they tweeted. Were you even a queer church kid if you weren't obsessed with Reliant K? And this is a recent tweet. And, like, we've been part of this discourse over and over. So when I saw this, I was like, it's like, I'm not tired. Like, all the queer people who love Reliant K, you're welcome. This is your community. We're just guests in it. But I'm like, I've been part of the discourse. I've been out there proving all the stuff we've seen from this podcast and all the LBGT Relying K fan crossover, even before, for years and decades before, you know, Relying K became gay affirming with uh, having Semler on the tour and everything. I'm, you know, aware of this. We discovered it from doing this podcast in 2019. All the LGBT fans of Relying K. When so, you said decades, I'm like, you do know we haven't been doing this podcast for I decades. I meant the decades right, of Relying K fandom. Oh, I see. I see. 20 years of YouTube. You know, YouTube hasn't been around for 20 years, but it's been around for over 10 years. Years of Relying K fandom online. Okay. So, uh, and this person was, and the person on the I Hate Fiverr and Frenzy Facebook group posted a picture of this tweet and just wrote, really? <laughs> like, they weren't aware of this. I'm like, oh, I- I, they're not doing, they're not pulling a Danny. They're not like joking because they see it oh. so often. They're pulling a Danny where you just like to mess with people and you're like, really, you're being sarcastic, but you can't read that over the internet. Do we talk about that? here on the show that I play a character around the house sometimes of the like aunt who is confused no. at the concept of homosexuality. No, we've never talked about we've that. We've just on told the show. friends about it in real life. So I it was okay, so sidebar, it's not a character with a name. I just like will <laughs> It's not like the characters I do around the house that actually have names and stuff that sometimes <laughs> appear on this show. But I do this like bit where we'll be watching something, like a commercial and then the two women at the end of the commercial like hold each other or kiss or something because it's there's like a lesbian couple and they're doing home design in this commercial and they it's an inclusive commercial and when they kiss I'll be like wait what the I thought they were sisters I'm not doing it hatefully I'm just doing it like <sighs> the character of an aunt who doesn't even understand that homosexuality, LGBT, any of that is even a thing. Like, and it definitely <laughs> never gets old. I'll also do it with like flat out with movies and stuff when a character's in a movie and we've already been watching it for like an hour. And then all of a sudden I'm confused that one of the characters is gay. I'm like, wait, that's that's not their brother? I thought that was their friend. I'm confused. So anyway, I don't think that that's what... This person on I Hate Five Iron Frenzy Facebook group was saying, I think they were like, is this real? So from that, completely unrelated to the subject of queer relying K fans, Walter Andrew Barrows writes underneath it, I worked with Matt T at Wendy's, really good dude, not sure why the hate. And then our own Daniel Moraine... Uh-huh. Not, yeah, not sure why the hate. I don't really... Uh, what hate? I don't actually don't Where know what hate... Where was the hate he, coming from? Yeah, I don't know what hate he's referencing, but okay. So then our own Daniel Moraine replies, and he said, Did you really, as in work with him at Wendy's, or are you just referencing the song, as in Wake right. Up Call? And Walter replies, No, I really did. He was like two years ahead of me at Tusky Valley. 
So he worked at Wendy's until they signed to Goatee and went on tour. The Wendy's in Bolivar, Ohio. Oh, wow. So this is like amazing oh deep my cut gosh. info. Whoa. Daniel replies, nice. Did he actually get fired? And uh, Walter, which sidebar, I guess I didn't think about this at the time we did Wake Up Call. And I, I didn't even think about this until I saw Daniel ask that. When I think back to listening to the song Wake Up Call... I don't think I assumed he really did get fired for sleeping in all the time. I thought that that was all just a metaphor, a made up thing about sleeping when you're praying. Sure. So I didn't actually think he really did get fired. When I first heard that song, I wasn't sure if he really ever did work at Wendy's, but then that was confirmed in that interview that we come across all the time where they also talk about the Abercrombie controversy from the time and they talk about... Oh, yes. Right, right. Walter replies, no, he just quit because he had a record contract. So he worked. So apparently Walter claims that Tyson worked at that Wendy's right up until Reliant K went on tour. Oh my gosh. Which is also similar to like MXPX. Like they just went on tour literally from their high school graduation. Like they had their high school graduation and then they just hopped in in their, I guess it wasn't a bus. They hopped in their van or whatever and just hit the road and did a tour. Daniel replied, that's way cooler, but less funny, LOL. Daniel then asks, were you a part of the Makeout Girls? Which I have to say, I don't actually know what that is. (laughs) I don't know what that is. I should ask Daniel, what is that? Uh, Walter replies, I remember being with him on the sandwich line and Seltzer 3 had just come out and there were a couple goatee bands on it and he was excited because maybe one day... They could be on a seltzer album. I don't, I'm sure this means something to someone. This is deeper cut stuff that I don't know what this is referencing. Walter then says, I didn't know about the makeup girls, but Kevin Pettin was in my class. That's funny. Maybe this is some Reliant K information that we've never come across. Is this another band or something? Yeah, I don't know. Daniel's got a call next week or I'll I'll ask him to explain. Um, Nice. I was wondering if you knew him. I only know him from their liner notes on their albums. And then Daniel replied, then Daniel tagged me and says, I wonder if Daniel Joseph Leary has any questions for you. Walter then says, I mean, it was a small high school, 150 people in a graduating class. So you knew just about everyone, at least a little. Sounds pretty big to me. (laughs) Yeah, it does. My graduating (laughs) class was like 10. Mine was six. Then you add in the Christian music scene (laughs) and the crowd shrinks a little more. Oh, so it wasn't like a Christian school. Uh, they No, their high school, didn't they go to like a public high school or something? Oh, okay. I think. Okay. Maybe. Uh, and maybe Matt Hoops or somebody else went to Catholic school or something. I don't know. It's in a song. Right. He it's went to Marilyn Manson's school. Right, right, right. Then you add in the Christian music scene and the crowd shrinks a little more. They used to do church basement concerts, which I know because they came through Boston and did those kind of things um, while still in high school. I hooked my youth pastor up with a Friday night basement concert with Reliant K one time. That was pretty cool. About a year or so so before they signed. Daniel says, nice. That's about the size of my high school graduating class. Sounds like you attended different churches and youth groups then. Walter said, yeah, we had an after school Bible study at the school. It was a club or something. A teacher let us use her room, the history teacher. Turns out she's a huge lefty. <laughs> okay. She's friends Uh-oh. with me Wait, now. Where's this going? And like lots of posts and shares. She has, grad- she has uh, graded papers while we did our thing. 
um, wow, can you believe that like someone who's like left would like be cool and maybe not necessarily Christian would be fine with your religious freedoms as long as they're not imposing it on other people? Who would have believed that? I, did I come out correctly? I was being sarcastic in a way of like, we're not as divided as if we are. If you're listening like to this show still, <laughs> I would imagine the listeners can pick up on your sarcasm. I hope, maybe not all the time. Sometimes I do think you're a little too dank, dry. <laughs> I don't know, but... <laughs> Irony, for those who don't remember, is when you say it was when the meaning of something that you say is opposite of the words you said. So a lot of the times I'll literally just say something and I mean the opposite. Then don't put any sarcasm in my voice at all. And Jessica knows what I mean, but I'm sure our listeners don't. I also went to my... It definitely does not hurt and and make it so that sometimes you don't make friends. (laughs) Who needs friends? I've seen that sitcom. They all look like a bunch of jerks. They barely have jobs that would afford them that apartment in New York. It doesn't make any sense. Danny is a very loving, open-minded person. I'll just throw that out in case you can't read him. Walter, we're almost done. Walter then said, I also went to my church's youth group, which had maybe like five people and my buddies, which was like a dozen or so. I lived in the country, so I had nothing else to do, I guess. Then Daniel said, is it true that people say in Canton, you can't enjoy yourself? Walter says, the joke is because of how people say Canton. It wasn't Canton, it was Canton. But the T is like not done properly. It's hard to describe. I think you described it pretty well. Canton, yeah. Canton. I don't say Canton. But I think there's a Canton, Massachusetts as well. So, mm. like, I knew it. Yes, there is. You you can take the exit for it in Boston. Right. If you watch our uh, video. Oh, right, right, right. You can see there's the Boston exit, and then there's one for the road to Canton. Uh, Walter continues, Canton's not great, but it was the nearest real city to Tuscarawas County. It's got the Football Hall of Fame. It was just a very industrial town. Where they close and all the factories <laughs> down. Lots of steel mills, so it's a rough go of the last 30 years. Walter says, I think he mentioned, because he says in a separate comment, I think he mentions the Dollar Theater in that song. It's now a brewery, so that's cool, mm. which it's not. He re- replies and says, mm. yeah, Movies 4 was a dollar theater. Oh, no, uh, yeah. Movies 4 is a dollar theater. It's a brewery now, I think. It must have been replying to a second comment that I missed. Well, that sounds cool. Then he says, never mind. The oh. dollar theater was in the corner, and he includes a map here. There's a brewery beside where it was. Well, it's still very cool. Then I, added, then I asked, did you know or do you know Todd Frescone? The drummer credited on All Work and No Play. I'm not asking you to dox him if he lives a private life, but so little is known about him. Sometimes I question if it was even a real name or, and I'm just extrapolating on what I was explaining, or like a name they just threw on there because they wanted to seem like they actually had a drummer. Uh, Did he go to your school? Was he even really in the band or did he just work on that demo with them? Uh, Walter replies, from what I remember, I think he went to Sandy Valley, which was a neighbor school, which was a neighboring school. I think he was a little older than the other guys in the band. And he must not have known if he was officially in the band band or if he was just on the record. 
Daniel replies, that's funny. I grew up, because now we're kind of like leapfrogging conversations. I grew up where there was a town nearby called Canton that was super tiny and had nothing going on. So that line was appropriate, but I'd never heard anyone say it before. Now for the million dollar question. Do you know who Dan Bakaitis is? Walter replies, yeah, I never heard it till that song. I just know uh, he never heard the Canton joke until that song. I just know my sister moved to Canton and there was a joke about it that everyone said. Your tongue never hits the roof of your mouth in the NT part of the word. Then he says, I think Dan Bakaitis is made up, but I honestly have no idea. They went to church together in Canton, which is how they knew their first producer. And he says, I forgot his name, which was Markley Townsend. He was the guitarist of DC Talk. So they made all work and no play. And then that guy gave it to Toby and the bud dur- and on the bus during a tour. And that's how they got signed. Well, uh, yeah, we knew that. <laughs> <laughs> then I asked, do you know who Chris mentioned in For the Band is? And do you know if he had pink hair or green hair? <laughs> and Walter says, I don't know who that is. Uh, and then Walter replies one more time he says I always assumed Dan because it was just a made up thing especially since our school never had a Sadie Hawkins dance (gasps) plus Matt was well liked so he never got beat up by a quarterback (laughs) makes sense I definitely never thought that the lyrics of Sadie Hawkins dance were uh, literal I always just thought that was just a story that's kind of made up but I did what I would have maybe thought that their school would have had a Sadie Hawkins dance. I am not. Why is this podcast is named after a lie? Yeah, I'm not like surprised they didn't because it's obviously just like a fun sort of like, I mean, we're not doing the Sadie Hawkins dance episode right now, but this is information we'll have eventually when we do that. A Sadie Hawkins dance is like a tropey thing. It's a it's a thing that brings to mind like teen teen movies, like nice, uh, clean, fun, like something as as open and nice and fun as wholesome. a dance. Wholesome, wholesome brings to mind like the saw cop, but not in mm-hmm. like the dirty grease way, but in like the uh, the nice fun, <laughs> right? <laughs> like uh, poodle skirts, poodle skirt and such. way, yeah. Right. So. But to find out that they never did have a Sadie Hawkins dance, that is shocking. That is shocking. Somebody call up uh, one of those CCM magazines and it'll be a headline. Matt Thiessen never had a Sadie Hawkins dance. We're going to rip apart the band with this information. (laughs) Thank you, Walter. And thank you, Daniel, for catching me on to that conversation. So, hold for plane. (laughs) Just some movie talk and some movie business talk. Hold for plane. <laughs> Sit here and sip my drink. Okay, so we're talking about Flower. We are. From Air for Free. That's right. And one thing that we'll talk about later, but part of the reason we picked this song this week is because our listener and Patreon member, Sam Henson, was recently in Los Angeles and we went to see her perform at the Viper Room. That's right. That is 100% of the reason why we picked this song, because I was thinking it, and then Danny turned to me after her performance and was like, oh, so are we doing Flower this week? And I said, yep. So what happened was, I saw she was going to play the Viper Room, and we've always wanted to go to the Viper Room. Turns out they're tearing down the Viper Room in the next year. Such a bummer. And we'd never been to it, 
Not for lack of lack of like trying, trying or but they never to, have anything very good. Yeah, <laughs> they do emo night, which I've always wanted to do a emo night, but the Los Angeles emo night is like forty or fifty bucks, and I'm like, I don't want to just go and sit around at it for. I don't want to pay. It's because it, it's all concert. DJ sets, and the thing is, that's the thing about the Viper Room is that yeah. now they do a lot of like DJ sets and cover bands and stuff. So well, it's like we hadn't bands. had right, so we hadn't had a reason to go yet because we would check the schedule and be like, ah, oh, there's nothing like that. Like we're the super whiskey into. gets everything cool, right? And the Roxy, yeah. But the Viper Room doesn't, and the Viper Room turns out it's very small. Well, Sam was playing there, and she's even playing in the smaller room, like the the sort acoustic of speakeasy room downstairs. Room. Yeah, yeah, downstairs. And she put us on the list. That was awesome. So we finally got to see the Viper Room. DMing with her before we went to see her performance, she was like, oh, this is great. I've got a Reliant K song picked that I'm going to cover when you guys are here. And she's like, oh, let me see if you've talked about it on the show. And she's like, no, you haven't. Perfect. And I'm like, oh, great. Well, whatever you do, we'll probably do it as the episode this week. I said that. And I'm like, well, hopefully she doesn't do Sadie Hawkins dance because I feel like we're doing that closer <laughs> to the end. But <laughs> I don't know if that if that quite goes with with her sort of right. theme. What am I what her am I musical looking aesthetic. for? Yes, thank you. <laughs> so that's so we'll hear uh, her cover later during the cover section. Not that she couldn't do a cool slow down version of Sadie Hawkins dance because right. I would like to hear that. But yeah, I took a video of her performance of Flower, and we'll play that later. Yes. So we're talking about Flower. Uh, this is a song that. Like, I definitely know that opening hook. Like, I feel like that's a hook right off the top. I picked a flower. It's like the, right off the bat, you mm-hmm. got a hook. So I definitely know that hook. But this is still not, like, after that opening cu- couple of uh, seconds, <laughs> I definitely zone out with this really? song. And I never have absorbed this song in its entirety until this week. I really, really love this song. I love the production. And I think this is one of the most underrated songs on this album. Um, you got those Beach Boysy harmonies. It's very forgetting not slow down. Mm-hmm. I could 100% see this as the outro to Sa- the Savannah Suite instead of Baby. And I wonder oh, yeah. if they aren't like, because I think we came across some stuff about how Baby was supposed to be part of some song that he was going to write for the wedding or something. And right. I I question if this is not also part of that. And that's something that Sam and I actually talked about a little bit the other night was was that she was also saying that she felt like this was like totally a forget and not slow down like sort of song. And I absolutely agree that it definitely has that vibe. Right. Like, it's not part of the narrative for the album that we know that we like, like how we know how Forget Not Slow Down is mythologized with this breakup of uh, a canceled engagement and everything. And then he goes to the cab and the whole story, the whole spiel that we all know. Air for Free doesn't have that kind of mythology behind it, you know, outside of what's contained within the album itself. But it is like a fact that he's he was in one particular it's more or less a fact that he was in one particular relationship and you know josh mcterrigan has talked to to us about this maybe on crossover episodes we've done with the libel j but definitely in private conversations talking about how like you know mountaintop is like a very specific story about a day that he had with his girlfriend of the time of air for free so like is Air for Free and a song like Flower very much about, could these things be basically about the girl, the woman he was with at this time, who he's, no, who he's no longer with? And so is this almost like a pre-Forget Not Slow Down? Is this like, this this album doesn't have that mythology around it, 
but is this almost kind of like a somber thing of like I'm in this relationship now and I hope it lasts and then we kind of know in foresight and real life knowledge that it didn't last but it's kind of like this bittersweet thing of like I'm in a relationship and I've been hurt before and I want to give my whole heart like here in this song flower but then things wither away and blah 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 is it this almost like a like sort of trying to recover like the way collapsible lung and some of the lungy f- theories around it of like how it's like, a, you know, it's a guy who's chasing skirts <laughs> off of Forget and Not Slow Down, which is not what we think of the album overall. But it is what like a bunch of fans have said that it's like a story about Matt Thiessen or the narrator right. trying to uh, ch- chase vapid relationships to recover from the pain of Forget and Not Slow Down. I don't think that about that. But now I'm thinking, like, is Air for Free, like, the actual, like, sort of mature version of that, of, like, kind of getting back out there post Forget and Not Slow Down, you know, six, seven years after that album, but whatever, you know, it's, it takes time and, and, and music and writing doesn't have to be uh, contemporaneous to everything you're thinking right then and feeling right then, even though Matt Thiessen is known for doing that, is, like, air for free and a song like flower about like the cautious sort of like getting your heart back out there and letting yourself be vulnerable post the pain of forget not slow down i'm just throwing out questions not necessarily answers right yeah because i mean we we don't know when he wrote this song or worked on this song it feels like probably before he met his would-be wife because they got married in like i think 2015 so right. this album came out 2016. So you would imagine during like the bulk of writing, recording this, they would be married. Right. Um, I completely forgot that we were talking about Emily. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just trying to because I was like, wait, who is the relationship he was in during Air for Free? When you said they were married, I'm like, of course, they were married. He was married to Emily at the time when this yes. album would have been written so I, and released. It feels like this is probably before then. This right. is this. That's why I think, you know, it definitely could still be like a leftover something worked on from post uh forget not slow down days right Uh, i really love the message of bridge a i think about everything else and i know that i must love myself till anyone other than me can look and see what i see and sense where the harmony dwells do you hear wedding bells and i like that because that's that whole like you know you have to love yourself for somebody else to you know really love you or for you to find that right kind Mm -hmm. of love which i mean i i look at that statement and I both agree and disagree with it but I think that it's definitely like yes you need to know and find your value you know in order to be in a healthy relationship where you know how you should be treated and how you should treat others I feel like I've we definitely talked about with some classic era Reliant K like mm -hmm, and first three albums and five score how there's this early example of sort of romantic Thiessen singing about a girl who is so much better than him and she's so much better than me which is like you know a very common thing in sort of romantic poetry to say like my muse is so much better than me and it's like sure that's okay but there are some examples of Reliant K lyrics in those first five albums that I was like, sometimes this gets taken too far. Sometimes he puts the girl in some of those 
classic Reliant K first five album songs too much on a pedestal and flagellates himself too much in relationship to her that doesn't seem healthy, right? So it's like, if you think you're such scum and she shouldn't love you, then it's like you're challenging her not to love you, which is sort of the basis of that you have to love yourself to be loved. It's not necessarily saying like you have to have absolute confidence and absolutely think you're the best and greatest thing ever. It simply means if you to love yourself is to not hate yourself. And if you hate yourself and you're challenged then you, and you're like purposefully challenging and questioning why does that person love me? Then it's like every day you're spinning in the face of their love. Like that person wants to love you and you're saying to them, no, I'm scum and I'm worthless and I'm stupid and I'm garbage. What the hell is wrong with you for loving me? Well, there's only so much of that that your partner can take until they're like, okay, so you don't want me to love you? Like, are you right? Are you correct that you are garbage and and am I wasting my time? Like here I am giving myself to you and you're saying that you're not worthy of my love. So it's like there's a point where that romantic idea of lowering yourself in front of beauty becomes too much. And that also goes hand in hand with the classic Christian pop punk thing and Christian art overall of like telling God and telling Christ, Christ, I'm so worthless. Why do you love me? Because it's like, yeah, there's there's making yourself penitent and small before the Lord. But when you take that too far and you're just constantly telling God, like, God, I'm scum and I'm worthless. And you're basically saying, like, God, your, your love of me is stupid, <laughs> right? And that's awful. Why would you say that to Christ if you believe that he is there to save your soul? But whatever, I got on a whole little tangent there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to get back on track, do you want to hear my galaxy brain not at all accurate song meaning for this song? (laughs) Okay. Just that I thought up because I do have some Reddit threads, but I didn't read them. I just saw that they exist and put them on my list. This song is actually about the decline of the band post. Mm -hmm. They picked a flower for the cover art. And they withered away from the mainstream spotlight afterwards. Okay. Well, I mean, technically, they had their fastest charting album after. Mm-hmm. Not sure. their top selling album, which we said early in the years of the podcast, but Five Score was their fastest charting album. But yeah, I get what you mean. I picked a flower. I mean, if you wanted to take it into the. Reliant K got signed to a major and therefore they don't love God anymore, route, which we also don't believe. But you could say, I picked a flower and it withered away. Like, I picked mm-hmm, to get signed to Capital and my faith withered away if I was that kind of Christian, which I'm not. I said it was my galaxy brain, not at all accurate <laughs> song meaning. Just it's one way you could potentially choose to take the song. By the way, you might hear the table still creaking. I fixed Much it. Less. Much less. If I lean on it too heavy, it still creaks. Yeah. But. I got down there. I fixed it. I added another pop filter for us. So we'll (laughs) see how that works. So musically, we'll get back into all the lyrics. But musically, this definitely feels like some um, lead up to Matt Thiessen and the Earthquakes Wind Up Bird. Right? Like this and Heartache, I realize now are kind of the most wind-up bird-like tracks. So it's funny that, and I agree with you, that this does have more DNA 
of Savannah and Forget and Not Slow Down than even Sleepin' does. Like, Sleepin' technically shares melodic structure with Savannah, but all the times I heard Sleepin' until we did the research for that track, I, and I, Sleepin' never felt to me like a Forget and Not Slow Down song. This does feel like a Forget and Not Slow Down song to me, but it also feels like a Wind Up Bird song to me. So I can kind of see how, like, Tyson might have had a song like this and Heartache ready to go and was like, well, yeah, we're stretching what a Reliant K song can be here on Air for Free, and I'm going to do a whole album of this kind of thing <laughs> next. And maybe a lot of other... Wind Up Bird songs, as we've already said over the years, some Wind Up Bird songs were probably songs that could have just been Reliant K songs. Like a song like Dude definitely feels like given, you know, man and God mm-hmm. and cat and these one syllable song titles of just like, you know, beings, man and God and cat and dude. Like they definitely feel like one in a piece. So I feel like Heartache and. Uh, this song, Flower, are definitely that Venn diagram of, of why Wind Up Bird kind of connects into Air for Free. Over on Genius, under credits, it says songs that interpolate Flower, Higher Power by Matt Thiessen and the Earthquakes. There you go. Okay. Maybe we should do that song soon, too. And also, like, lyrically, this song is, like a lot of Air for Free stuff does, this song has more abstraction and less solid storytelling or less solid specifically, you know, trying to get a very specific kernel of an idea in your head. Instead, it's more of a tone poem. It's more of a poem overall and more abstract, you know, and more poetic in a way that Relying K was not really, never really specifically did, but does, a, but Tyson does a lot on Wind Up Bird. So that's another reason why this song, because like, so let's get into the lyrics overall. I picked a flower and I named her. She withered away. So there's definitely power in just the idea of naming something, right? Like when you mm-hmm. name an animal, you're attached to it. You know what I mean? Like that, like, you know, when you name an animal, you don't want it to be eaten or killed. Like it it has power. So having something named has power. And something as, you know, fragile and... uh what would be what's the word something that doesn't last a long time like a picked flower is not meant to last long but to name it is like well you're really playing with fire there because that flower is not going to be around for a very long time but you've already named it so you've already like stuck your heart to it knowing that this is a thing that will not be around for a long time a heart like a locket but i'll find a way in oh but beauty has to fade Oh, I don't know. God, I don't know. Just that I want to love somebody, somebody, somebody. I will never kiss your wonderful lips. I'll never tire of dreaming of it as I drift off to sleep. And so it's like the references to sleep and sort of the uh, like the very dreamy production of this song that makes it more one in a piece to me with savannah or more specifically oasis and all of the theories we have about the whole savannah suite about how that whole thing is like a dream oasis is him falling asleep sad about his breakup savannah is him dreaming about being with her again in this place where they felt together and whole and safe and then baby is him waking up from that dream so this whole like you know this is not that 
uh, structured. It's just a single song, but definitely having those like Savannah and Oasis like movements, movements and production and all of these things happening deep in the sounds in the background. That makes me feel more like that brings to mind Savannah way more than Sleepin' did. Listening to chimes ringing clear as the morning, I'll set my soul free. I feel my heart sing and my spirit soaring. Was this whole world made for me? Do you hear wedding bells? Do you hear wedding bells? Because I want somebody, somebody, somebody. I will never kiss your wonderful lips. I'll never tire of dreaming of it as I drift off to sleep. Then there's Bridge A that you read. And then there's Bridge B. I picked a flower and I named her. Watch her fade away. A heart like a locket, but I'll find my way in. Which Bridge B is just uh, verse verse 1 again. More or less. Do you hear wedding bells? Do you hear wedding bells? Because I want somebody, somebody to love. It's like that Queen song. Somebody to love. I can't sing it. I'm tone deaf. Um, I had something else to say about this. Oh, I think that the I think the whole reference to picking a flower and then it withering away. I feel like if that's not a deliberate on purpose reference to Weezer's butterfly, it's definitely it's got to be something that he had in the back of his mind. Oh, interesting. So the closing, especially you know, this isn't the closing song, but it feels like a closing closing song in some ways. And on the vinyl, it's the second to last song. Yeah. So Butterfly is the closing track to Pinkerton, and it's this very, very depressing, sad song about him putting a butterfly in a jar, and in the morning, it has withered away. And then his mom tells him, like, you know, you shouldn't put delicate things in jars. It's like a lesson he learns. It's like such a f***ing heartbreaking song. (laughs) But it's almost like Tyson is probably, if, like I said, if he's deliberately doing it, or if he's not, if he's just sort of like... Uh, vaguely has it in mind it's the less depressing version to say i picked a flower as opposed to taking a which you know a butterfly is still a bug so there is still that somewhat disconnect it's not you know some people might not have the same emotional attachment to a bug that they would to a mammal or a reptile or you know something like that or even a fish but it's still so sad to sing about a butterfly that withers away then you bring it down to a flower and it's poetic and it's sad and it's melancholy, but it's not as depressing that a flower has weathered away. So I feel like there is a chance here that that's kind of what he's calling. He's calling to mind like with a little bit more of that reliant K optimism and hope, like let's have a song that strikes that same emotional chord as Butterfly by Weezer, but make it a flower. So it's not as depressing right yeah because you could even have that same thing where it's like it's that same imagery you put something living in a jar and it dies because you didn't poke holes in the top right and you know you pick a flower you take it out of the ground you take it away from its life force right and it will wither away it's still the same sort of idea of stifling something right and then I, it's very interesting how for such a just like flowy, uh, artistic song that it opens with like that bass. Like I don't think of a sort of like a dreamy, flowy, deep production-y song as opening with just like... Dun, 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 like and I don't think I've noticed that necessarily until I wore the big headphones of how it opens with a bass line. So that's really, I don't know, that's, I don't know why I just find that unusual, but I do. Okay. 
So for the sequencing, this song comes uh, on the regular album. It comes before Marigold. So you put the two flower songs together. Right, which makes a lot of sense. And after Empty House. And then on the vinyl sequencing, it's like you mentioned, the second to last song. It comes after Sleepin' and before Heartache. Right. So it's interesting to go from this like slow, dreamy, melodic song flower and then into the poppy, bright, up number of Marigold. Like that is a very stark but sensible sequence. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you know, and especially Empty House is also kind of like down, but it, having that like that whole auto-tune thing still kind of keeps it from necessarily feeling like a slow, melodic, down number. But going from going from this, going from this to right, it's just a stark, interesting concept, uh, contrast. But then on the vinyl to go from this to this, it's like that whole D side of the record is just the kind of like. It's the earthquake side of the Air for Free record. It's like the very dreamy, folky. <laughs> I can't think of any more verbs. <laughs> it's just that it's just that. It, so what an interesting D side to the album right. of being like the more folky sort of slower number side. And to have this be the second to last song on that sequence. It's shocking how the back half of Air for Free is totally different from the vinyl. Where just the couple of songs that get mixed up in the first side of the vinyl, they're they're almost inconsequential. 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 <laughs> inconsequential. Inconse- yeah. Compared to the back half of the vinyl, which is like totally emotionally reset. It's interesting that... Flower and Marigold are back to back and that he's sort of talking about, you know, loving himself and stuff like that in Flower. And then you go into Marigold where so she's the flower in Flower and he's the weed, the garden variety weed. And she picked him in Marigold. So it's sort of like an interesting interesting coin toss there yeah and i like that poetically a lot better as like denigrating yourself to her beauty i like that a lot better than just saying like you're so great and i'm so bad (laughs) like that's so much more beautiful when you piece that together like i'm i'm a marigold you're you're, you know your garden variety weed and you picked me right interesting you have so much to say about the song this week. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Do I feel like I don't have enough? But <laughs> I feel like you have, like, I don't know if you ever, but you always have great things to say about the songs, but some, you never, I don't feel like you ever bring to the table, like, deep cut, deep theories and, right. like, interesting things. Like, you, you know, <laughs> just I know you're not interesting. <laughs> you are interesting. Oh my gosh. You just don't, you know, to actually, that was such a great connection. I don't know. I don't feel like 
I sometimes when we I come up with those, I feel like time we... on this album. Right. Okay. A couple years ago, I I like sort of obsessively listen to Air for Free a lot, like over and over again. And I have to when we do an Air for Free song, I actually have to search through my notes on my phone app to see if I already took notes on the song because I did back in like mm. 2020. I had taken a lot of different notes. So like, there's one thing where it's like I found a deep dive thing that I put in my flower notes that we will get to that I didn't come across this time. So that's just one example of, you know, how I'll find different things coming across and then, you know, set them in notes for later. So it's like I have this, and I think you might have, I told you about it at the time, and I think you talked to David Park about it. So back in 2020, I have a Jimmy World comparison review okay. with this song um, that we'll get to when we get to deep dive stuff. Okay. Well, do you want to get to deep dive in just a minute? Sure. Because I feel do like it. I've said everything I have to say about the song. So let's uh, go to our break and we'll be right back with that with that Jimmy Eat World thing. Be careful. Be careful that Jimmy doesn't eat the world while we're in our break. Okay. We'll be right back. We just want to take a moment to thank you for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Whether you've been listening for a while or this is your first time, we want to hear your thoughts on this episode, your corrections, and your Reliant K memories at our voicemail line, which is 402-95-SADIE. And if talking on the phone isn't your thing, because I know it's not mine, and whose is it really, you can send us an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com, or visit our socials at Instagram and Twitter, which are both at sadiehawkinspod. While there, you can also see the visuals we discuss on the podcast each week. You can also visit sadiehawkinspod.com for easy access to all these links, as well as to our merch store for shirts, mugs, stickers, and more. We also want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod, who include Charity, Isaac, James, Kindle, Joshua, Timothy, Daniel, Jay, Eric, Joel, Connor, Michael, Samantha, Jimmy Eatpod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, and Brady. Join our Patreon now for two monthly bonus episodes, our entire backlog of bonus episodes, which include reviews of the case for karaoke songs and chapters of the complex infrastructure known as the Female Mind Book. You'll also get stickers, guitar picks, and a special Patreon exclusive shirt when you've donated a lifetime contribution of $60. Ooh, that sounds like fun. Where can I sign up again? At patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod. If you want to be a patron of the arts, the fine arts, the podcast arts, there's one place to go. SadieHawkinsPod.com slash. Oh, wait. No, no, that's not it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I panicked. Uh, So over on IamTunedUp.com by Ryan G, we have Relying K Air for Free. Well, this is a review that I started having no idea what to expect from the album. What follows will be my thoughts as I listen to Air for Free the first time through. Given that the only permanent members of the band seem to be Matt Thiessen and Matt Hoops at this point, and given that some of our up-and-coming favorite musicians and cardboard kids helped out in the making of the record, I'm curious to see where this goes. And then I'm just going to skip forward to... I'll start from here. 
Uh, the title track, Air for Free, has an interesting feel to it, somewhat lackadaisically stating, we can't do anything when there's nothing to do, and then heading in a quirky electronic direction that sounds like it could have been co-written by Adam Young. The quirkiness of the title track is followed up by a straightforward declaration of faith that is honest and anything but cliche in God. I believe the sky was made for me to touch. Is a line in the chorus could be interpreted as self-centered, but to me a statement that says God's will for humanity is to experience him and creation in a deeply profound way. Mountaintop continues the sense of reverence with some of the most prominent guitar work on the album so far. Flower has a melody progression that puts me in a very similar mood to listening to Jimmy Eat World's Hard to Find. Come to think of it, that's something that Reliant K and Jimmy Eat World have in common. These are two groups that share an ability to mix fun with thought-provoking mid-tempo songs. They're very distinct artists to be sure, but Flower brings to mind the comparison the most. Runnin' is the most high-energy song up to this point, and my mind's eye sees the crowd at one of their shows getting pretty active. The song's called Hard is Hard to Find, right? Hard to Find. It just says Hard to Find. Is that the name of the song? In quotes, yes. Okay, because they have a song called Heart is Hard to Find. If this is the song they're saying... I picked a flower. Da, 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 da. Well, this is Jimmy World's most uh, worshipy song. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds like, <laughs> welcome, come on in, have a seat. <laughs> welcome to our church today. It's great to see you on this Sunday morning. We're going to worship together for the Lord. <laughs> the children are dismissed now to <laughs> Sunday school. It even sounds like it has a cajone in it. This is the most modern worship song Jimmy World ever did. Listen to this. It's hilarious. Does Jimmy World's drummer, does he perform behind plexiglass? (laughs) (laughs) So over on uh, Reddit, r slash Reliant K posted six years ago by Ben Kahn. Discussion. Air for free is the spiritual successor to forget and not slow down. Uh, Forget and Not Slow Down was a breakup album. It followed the termination of Matt's, well, that's quite a way to put that, of Matt's engagement, Tease and Not Hoops, which is a theme that all the songs... Tease we are not married anymore. <laughs> I am terminating this engagement. <laughs> which is a theme... I feel that... like there's Terminator movies where they hide out in cabins, right? So yeah, like... there was a cabin in that most recent one. Right. I remember Arnold Schwarzenegger is living there at the That's lady right. and raising a kid That's or right. Arnold Schwarzenegger, the, the, the one Terminator who succeeded in his mission, he just, like, marries a lady. <laughs> uh... And they live in a cabin, and then he's just driving just to drive. Which is a thing. Which is the theme that all the songs in the album touch. Sometimes they sit in the cabin at night and I hear sirens nearby. (laughs) I hope no one's seriously hurt. And if they're not, 
I'll take care of it. <laughs> Forget and not slow down starts off fast and upbeat. Forget and not slow down candlelight. Uh, slows down and takes darker tones for the middle over it in Sahara and ends very darkly and somberly. It just somberly. takes this some time the in the middle. <laughs> They're saying this sounds like the middle? Air for Free follows a very similar structure in that regard, but thematically is the opposite of Forget and Not Slow Down. It follows Matt's marriage last year and... As with Forget Not So Down, the lyrics reflect that. It is evident that he is in a much better place than he was when Forget Not So Down was written and is much happier now. Many others will slash have written about the lyrics in great detail and the themes they touch on, but you don't have to look far in Air for Free to see contrasting themes with Forget Not So Down. Whilst I feel uh, that Forget Not Slow Down will always be my favorite Reliant K and one of my favorite albums of all time. Air for Free is an incredible album and it is amazing to see how far Reliant K has come ramble over. And then there's 13 replies to that. And let's see if that's where Flower pops up. Uh, it's a lot of arguing about collapsible lung. Um, <laughs> ni- nicely, though, you know, and what is the proper successor? Uh, no Flower yet. Um, uh, I don't see anything about it here. So yeah, we'll just uh, leave it at that. And I will move on to the next Reddit thread. (laughs) Uh, This one is specifically about the song. And it says... From Sin Life five years ago, uh, discussion, meaning behind Flower. Flower is one of my favorite songs from Air for Free. I was just wondering what you think of my theory that Flower is inspired by the story of Adam in Genesis 2. I picked a flower and I named her, based on Genesis 2.19. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them, and whatever the man called each living creature was its name. Was this whole world made for me? God prepared the whole world before he created man on day six. Do you hear wedding bells? Do you hear wedding bells? Because I want to love somebody, 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 somebody. Could be based on Genesis 2.18 where God says, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Okay, I mean... I obviously obviously was going to go into this post to a skeptic, but they're not convincing me. Right. This is tenuous at best. Right. I will never kiss your wonderful lips. I'll never tire of dreaming of it as I drift off to sleep on the water. Yeah. Adam was sleeping when God took a rib from his side and used it to make Eve. Genesis 2, 21 to 22. I mean, but it that is what happened in the Bible. Up till that point that Adam was alone. This is what I truly think the song is about, but I'm not sure how the locket fits into the, the narrative. So I could be totally wrong. I do think this is a beautiful song either way. Just wanted to find out what other people think. Wow. Uh, and then Blame Scott responded... I disagree with the religious narrative you have. I think he's just talking about wanting love and to get married. As far as heart like a locket, it's just meaning that her heart is a very hard place to get into. When I hear Genesis 2, this is what I think of. <laughs> Danny is showing me a picture of the Sega Genesis. The second model of the, the Sega. The second Se- model of the Sega Genesis. The That's the one, one I had. Yeah. 
Sin Life responded, I don't disagree. It could simply be about a guy who wants some love. I only thought of this after I heard the line, was this whole world made for me? And after that, I couldn't stop thinking about how much it resembles the journey Adam must have had before Eve. Uh, Toaster Slayer responded, that's a really neat thought. He is definitely looking at his love and thinking about how God influenced his path there. Those little touches are great. Um... Silent Ransom said, I'm pretty sure this song was written around the same time as Forget and Not Slow Down. I don't hear any religious connotations in the song. Uh, and then Zach Ledgler responded to that, or Pledger. Yes, Matt did confirm it was written in the Forget and Not Slow Down era. Oh. I can see what OP is saying as a possible influence, but since it was written at such a eight dot 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 negative i guess time i don't really think it's as positive as a thing as original poster sort of portrays it to be the song initially feels sad and i believe matt said he wasn't ready to realize it when he wrote this song seven years ago matt does a great job though of blending religious and other ideas slash themes into non-religious songs uh example this is the end if you want it is just a story of a relationship ending but below the surface there are some religious undertones plus greek mythology medusa's character described perhaps the most significant religious reference is simply reference back to sahara which i'd say is a little more overt in saying that i think he has blurred all the lines so well that you can't call any of his songs religious or non-religious a relationship with the lord among other things is in him and it simply spills out when he writes and i think that's exactly how it should be sorry for the wall by the way i don't know what that means but yes that's that's great that's Pink a great Floyd's way to the say wall. that right in 27 in february 2017 ash is doing fine on twitter said flower by reliant k is so fleet Fo- fleet foxes i'm screaming I'm just I, I don't know what that means. I guess they think it sounds like the uh, the band Fleet Foxes. Oh, okay. 20- I was thinking, mm-hmm. I don't know why, I was thinking it was, what's that, like, cat, not the Thundercats, but it's like that, and they make the fan music videos? I was thinking it was like that. What's the books with the cats, Dan, that we come across? Oh, the, the Warrior things? Cats. The Warrior Cats. I don't know why I was thinking Fleet, <laughs> Fleet, Fleet Foxes it sounded like a Warrior Cat thing. I mean, foxes would, like, attack cats. I'm just looking on Twitter at Reliant K and Flower tweets, trying to find out where, if anywhere, Thiessen would have actually said Flower was left over from the Forget and Not Slow Down writing sessions, or at least that time, because I would like a citation. You know what? Like, trust but confirm. (laughs) Trust but confirm. Like... If they, that that redditor said that, like, sure, that sounds very likely, down but I would like for to know when if we, it's true. Yeah. For when we interview Matt Thiessen. Uh And then I have over here, uh, colorslive.com. I don't know anything about this. I just really liked the way they did the mm-hmm flower in this, like, more cartoony look. Oh, yeah, they kind of beveled it a little bit. They kind of made it, like, rounder, like a, like a false 3D. Interesting. That's fun. I just thought that was fun. What do you have for us this week, Danny? Well, uh, there are two covers other than the one that we're going to play by Sam Henson. So uh, here is the first one. And I'm definitely not just (laughs) typing it into YouTube because I didn't save the, uh, the links. 
This is by Kenneth Christian. Oh, it has 666 views. Yikes. Let's Screen give count. it Let's give it uh, let's, 667. We're going to save the soul of this cover by Kenneth Christian. Oh, and there are live performances as well, which I should have played. <laughs> but we'll, we'll just do covers first. a flower and I named her She withered away A heart like a locket but I found a way That's really nice. That's real nice. It's very pretty. Yep. Reverb heavy. You know, this song it's could also be about like picking a crush or something, you know? Just a crush in general? Yeah. Like, you know, when you're like, oh, I'm so in love with this person. I totally want to marry them and stuff like that. And then eventually they just kind of wither away. That makes sense. I don't like, know. Just something I thought of while I was listening to this and looking someone... at the dare poster in the background of uh, <laughs> yeah, 666's a... uh... <laughs> Kenneth Christian bedroom there's yeah there's a dare flag on the wall dare to resist drugs and violence rachel comments four years ago oh i didn't say when this was but this is from five years ago rachel comments on here pleasantly surprised wasn't sure how anyone could pull this off but you did a different rachel (laughs) then says wow this is so good like i'm so impressed right now uh g says outstanding voice man they should invite you on stage did they? We'll never know. If they write in, we will. And then um, there is J.C. Keith's uh, <laughs> cover. And I don't know if you heard, but J.C. Keith needs you to help vote for them <laughs> did for hear an that. ambassadorship. <laughs> so J.C. Keith, the recently uh, hacked Instagram <laughs> account... <laughs> And they had to go and start a new Instagram. So if you previously followed JC Keith on Instagram, you'll have to go and refollow them because they have a completely different account now. Yeah, that's definitely a scam that I've been getting a lot now because I have so many people, random people that I follow between podcast and my meme accounts. So I get these tweets from randos that I follow and they follow me back. You know, are you calling JC Keith randos? Well, they're among the randos. (laughs) Just like people suddenly. And JC Keith was the first one that I, it was the only, was the first one I saw. And I kind of fell for it a a little bit where I got a tweet, a DM from them. It's like, hey, I need your help. And I'm like, you know, that's a very classic way to kick off some spam of a hacked account. Right. But at that moment, I was like, I just, it's like, it's JC Keith. Like, 
why would I think this band count of friends of ours would be hacked? I don't know. I didn't occur to me. If it was like a person I'd never talked to from a meme account or the podcast, then I would be extra suspicious. But I thought they were going to be like, hey, can you plug this new song? Blah, 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 blah. Right. And then they're like, we're in the, I'm in the running for a social media ambassadorship. (laughs) I need you to vote for me. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) okay. I get it. I get it. I know what's happening here. So uh, here is JC Keith's cover of Flower from their entire Air for Free tribute album. So they recorded an entire Air for Free, every song reimagined. Oh, and that's another thing is I would love, you know, Hoops had uh, teased this idea of them doing a second version of Air for Free where each song is reimagined officially. And J.C. Keith ended up calling their tribute album Air for Free Reimagined, kind of calling to mind that broken, that empty promise that Hoops kind of like threw out there in the world. There's still time. There's still time. They could do it any day. But yeah, I would love to know what a reimagined official Reliant K version of Flower would be. Especially because Hoops kind of implied that it would be a more rockin' album overall. So I'm I'm very curious to hear what that could have been. Well, here is J.C. Keith's reimagining of the song Flower by Reliant K. Find a way in Oh, but beauty has to fail Lord, don't know God, I don't know Cause I want to love Somebody, 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 somebody Well, we could just sit here and listen to the full four minute and 45 second version that JC Keith did, which is funny, you know, that other, that last cover by Christian Kenneth or Kenneth Christian uh, was only two minutes long. Mm. So he apparently did some edits to the song, whereas here JC Keith has this full version. So interesting. And it sounds amazing. It sounds really great. Like that intro, in- I was like, put it in a Twilight movie. Yeah, actually, that's not a bad, <laughs> that's not a bad uh, observation. Like, it's, it, it holds up that sort of core idea of the song as it's produced on the album to sort of be dreamy and everything, but it's an entirely different tone that they struck. Yeah. So I just want to hear a little bit towards the end to see if they changed anything up at all.
So that's an amazing cover. That's really great. Love it. Yeah. That's definitely in the higher echelon of the J.C. Keith Air for Free covers, for sure. Well, before we get to Sam's cover, I completely forgot, like I said, that Reliant K seems to have mostly just played this in the 2016 Air for Free tour, the Searching for America tour. Let's just hear how they sort of do this. This is from Clifton Park, New York in 2016. Yeah. Oh. This one's uh, a, ba- a ballad song. We got two more new ones and then four more old ones. And then the this one's called Flower. So that's a really good cover. That's probably the best cover we've heard. I mean, maybe it's actually a little lesser than J.C. Keith's, honestly. I'd put J.C. Keith's, this Reliant K's cover of it, and then Christian Kenneth, Kenneth Christian. Um, Yeah, that's fine. That's pretty good. Actually, I mean, I'm just saying it definitely... I don't know. I mean, this is a YouTube video, obviously. This is uploaded by Rocker Mom, who we've seen a lot of her videos. And we saw her in real life at the Boston show. I don't know. It doesn't have the same magic. Like, I'm sure if I'm there, I would totally be vibing to it. But I thought you were being facetious. Did you, did you like this live performance? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's fine. I just like the, the, the album is obviously better, which isn't necessarily always a given. Sometimes a song can sound even cooler or better live. And to me, it's just not feeling elevated in any way okay yeah sorry sorry that's fair so then uh the last thing we have is sam's cover which was performed and and uh paid tribute directly to us at the show yeah it was really nice she uh shouted us out jessica's airdropping the video to me because it was filmed on jessica's kid we should have done this earlier so now i'm waiting for the airdrop (laughs) i accepted the airdrop but it's It's a pretty big video it's going okay there There it is okay i was trying to vamp so i guess we'll just how long is this? Let's see. Three minutes, 37 seconds. I say we just play the whole thing. Let's this do is it. coming in as a relatively shorter Sadie Hawkins pod episode, so we might as well just play the relatively. whole thing. <laughs> I'm just going to do the. This is the tuning song. <laughs> the song's called Fire. <laughs> Oh, really? 
Good stuff. I love so, it. Yeah. I love all of Sam's stuff. That's Samantha Henson, and you can check her out on Sam, Spotify and all right. the socials. And all Sam that. writes songs. Yeah. So thank you. We didn't catch where she uh, uh, said the song was, um, what do you call it? Not tribute. <laughs> What's the word? Why can't I think of words? I don't know, but it's because... Dedication. Yeah. She my, dedicated the song to us. My phone had, had the uh, the flashlight thing going <laughs> when I first started recording. I was like, damn it. And so I like had to stop, turn it off. And then when I started recording again, I had missed it. So We got name dropped at the Viper Room and we didn't catch That's it. That's pretty badass. That was our only moment of fame that we'll ever experience. <laughs> but that was amazing, Sam. We love it. So it's, And she kind of... 
did something that among all the other covers, like, this is clearly, is this like a Torch song? Does this count as a Torch song? Because something about Sam's vocal presentation makes it sound much more longing. Yeah. Then obviously it's a longing song, but I think it's a little too, it's very wistful in its original presentation by Reliant K, but Sam actually makes it much more longing. When she sings I'll Never Kiss Your Wonderful Lips, it sounds like she's actually like, horribly pained the way yeah, she performed in a it. good way in a good way whereas when Teeson sings it and of course there are a number of longing songs by Reliant K but I don't really think of the longing as particularly painful like when Teeson sings I'll never kiss your wonderful lips he's like it feels more like a uh, whereas Sam's performance sound more like a uh. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying yeah <laughs> So uh, that's Flower by the band Reliant K. <laughs> and uh, so I would definitely, so I put Sam's cover first, JC Keith's number two, <laughs> Reliant K's cover of Flower as number three, and Christian's as number four. Sorry to Christian. But, uh, you know, that's 666 views on your, you gotta watch out for that. You think YouTube wouldn't allow that? Like the 13th floor in a hotel. You think when something reaches 666 views. They just give you the extra, They they just, like, they either keep it on 65 until you get to 67, or they just boost you right up to 67. Oh, well. Well, uh, anything else? Any closing words? Oh, uh, so Jessica, how do you feel about the song Flower by Reliant K? Do you like it the same more or I thought you were going to ask me for closing views and then you were going to do that. But sure. Yeah, yeah. I I, I love it even more. I would say I like it about maybe the same. Okay. The same towards more. Okay. Like I definitely have only uh, really absorbed the song this week. Really actually given it a full do like i said i definitely knew that one melodic structure the the section that i will never kiss your wonderful lips but the rest of it i never like committed to memory so now i have so yeah probably yeah i guess technically i like it more even though i'm still kind of like not sure if it's a song i'll always think of when i think of reliant k it's not a song i'll jump to every time but yeah i'll say a tentative more this week so any closing thoughts any closing thoughts on flowers overall (laughs) oh what's your favorite kind of flower dan i don't know i really don't know i don't know if i know enough about flowers i don't don't know marigolds (laughs) didn't we talk about in marigold though that the whole thing about marigolds being weeds was a little bit of a little bit of a stretch. Yes. On yeah, we part. did. Yeah, we did. Oh, and we forgot to talk about our, our new vase with our flowers over there because oh, it's not yes. sitting directly on the table anymore. We went to anthropology. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and they had a cool vase. <laughs> so they put flowers in it. Now we're just petering <laughs> out. We could have just ended it with our normal thing, but I was like, come on, we got to end on a bang. We got to end on something cool. So, uh, Patreon episodes and, uh, you know, go to oh patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod to hear more of this. When we just kind of oh hang no. out and ramble, that's what the Patreon's like. Five and ten dollar tiers. <laughs> Head on over and you can get more of what's happening right now. 